another parable. Could have gone many ways, this story. But we're going to go with the wise and the foolish way today. Five got to stay. Five were left out. Five who got in were the wise ones, and those who weren't were the foolish ones. How are we to understand this parable? Notice that when the ten women originally arrived at the place where they were to wait for the Lord, the five foolish women did notice that the wise women had brought extra oil with them. But humility doesn't seem to have been one of the virtues of the foolish women. When they saw that the wise women had brought extra oil for their lamps, the foolish ones apparently just felt that they knew better than the wise that the oil in their own lamps would not run out. And maybe, after all, it didn't seem important to the foolish ones whether the oil in their lamps would last or not. Then the foolish ones discovered that they were wrong and were short on oil, but they didn't lament their mistake. The first thought was just to demand some oil from those wise people. The foolish didn't care if the wise suffered in consequence. The foolish were willing to risk the welfare of the wise, provided only that the foolish had a chance of getting something for themselves. Love for others is certainly not one of the virtues of those foolish ones. What would have happened if the foolish ones had not risked missing the Lord by going after the oil they wanted would have just waited for him instead, without oil. What would have happened if their Lord found them in darkness, but also in humility, not trying to climb to safety on the backs of others, but just acknowledging their mistakes and hoping in the Lord. Acknowledging their mistakes and hoping in the Lord. Does anyone really think that the Lord would have cast them out their folly lies in the insistence on having just what they wanted and when they wanted it, no matter what the risk or cost to anyone else. Foolish indeed. And that is why they were cast out. So Christianity, my friends, in a certain sense, is a religion of fulfillment. The Lord has come. The incarnation and the redemption have taken place. It's happened. But in another sense, Christianity is permanently a religion of waiting because we wait in joyful hope for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We say that every time we celebrate Mass. We wait until the salvation has been fulfilled. <clears throat> and that's why there's a permanent Advent quality to Christian life. We wait in joyful hope for the coming of our Savior. Nobody likes waiting. It's hard to wait. That's why we need the virtue of patience. Wisdom is unfading in splendor. I think I've said it before. It always warms my heart to know that wisdom is always described in the feminine. Most of the women in my life have always been much wiser than myself. She is found if she is sought. We must watch for her at dawn. Whoever 
for her sake keeps vigil shall quickly be free from care. Whoever for her sake keeps vigil. What is wisdom that we might learn from her? We all look for sound judgment and keen insight. We seek the depth of mind for some kind of anchor. I guess my anchor, if I have to admit it, was my mother. She always very simply and plainly stated what was so. At her funeral, one of the friars preached and she said, he said, Gloria Barca was a woman without guile. She always said exactly what she meant and really didn't care what anybody thought about her. And if I remember on phone conversations, I'd say, tell her something and mom would say something. I said, oh, I guess you're right. And she said, oh, Bobby, you'll find I generally am. <laughs> so as we wait, when free of illusion and pretense, we will see things as they really are and discern the gifts worth cherishing. Every, everybody values things, but few value what is valuable. Wisdom isn't so much knowing what one values as in valuing something that is worthy of our care. Valuing something that is worthy of our care. Prudence, wisdom, discernment. We celebrate choice, but choices are a dime a dozen, aren't they? What is rare is the, white, is the wise choice. What is rare is the wise choice. Do you remember when we approached the last few days and months of the millennium? Voices were raised as if they were inspired by wisdom, announcing the end times. All kinds of revelations were prognosticated. The job that I had at the time was with a law firm, and they moved me to London because of that very thing, Y2K. Remember Y2K? Oh, we prepared and we prepared and we prepared, and my team stayed up all night on New Year's Eve in London waiting for something to happen, and nothing did. Everything was fine. Readings from the Gospels or letters like today's to the Thessalonians were hauled out to predict the parousia once again. Ears perked up, expectant for God's trumpet and the archangel's call. There were voices of prediction and perdition. Magazines ran articles on the book of Revelation. Talk shows chattered about the rapture. Most of it was claptrap, little of it wise. The moral of the story, of course, is keep your eyes open, for you do not know the day or the hour. We may not see another day. Plain and simply, we may not see another day. To be wise, then, is not to calculate the time of departure. It's to spend the present moment, the waiting well, the living well, living well. We rush through time to get things done. When we are not getting things done, we think we are wasting time. But the real waste of time is the way we rush through it. Don't you think? We rush through time, and that's a waste of time. Instead of being present in the moment, right now, this very second, is all that exists for us right now. We might think we're active, but maybe we're inattentive in hurrying to prepare ourselves for the next thing that's not yet upon us. 
We are unprepared, perhaps, for what is here. And sooner or later, our gas runs out. God is with us. All that we need is to be alert and to be awake. At life's end, no matter what the day or hour, we will only welcome the presence to whom, in our rare, wise times, we have learned to be attentive. And hopefully we'll make those instances closer and closer together of being attentive. So when the Lord comes, we can join the party. <laughs>